0: Welcome to Promo Insiders, the ASI media podcast that covers the issues that matter most to the promotional products industry, from hard-hitting news to fun trends and analysis. I'm Teresa Hegel, executive editor of Digital Content. And today I'm joined by Jessica Gibbons-Roush, a, tra- a partner at TrendPendant and a speaker at the 2022 ASI Shows. Uh, We'll be talking about how to create a comprehensive marketing plan that combines both strategic planning and spontaneous posting. Uh, Thanks for
1: joining us today, Jessica. Thanks for having me, Teresa. I'm so excited to come out to the show and be able to present such a great topic.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be really exciting for people to to see you in person and hear what you have to say, but today we'll just give kind of like a a little bit of a, a preview for people, kind of to entice them to... To to want to come to the show Um, and as we're doing the talk everybody who is listening or watching please feel free to put comments in the chat and we'll get to them as we have time Um, but let's just get started so i guess excuse me the first question is just why is content marketing so important
1: for building your brand So I think everyone's really familiar with content marketing and we all know social media is there. And especially with all the shutdowns that we had, like this is where people are looking for information. This is what we have available. Um, and one of the great things I think about having content marketing in your brand right now is the fact that seeking human connection to a brand, even like big brands, they're seeing this, they want that, that connection. And this is where, um, people can use content marketing to really show, who are they? What do they stand for? What do they mean? What is their culture? What are they about? Um, and I think that makes such a big difference to your brand right now. And this is the best way to do it. You just, you have to get started.
0: <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, how, how does a brand determine what kind of content is most important for them to focus on? Because there's so many different things to think about, like, you know, blogs or, you know, all the different social medias. Um, there's just, there's just like a lot, a lot to, to kind of. For sure. On.
1: And I think we feel that too, like there's there's just so much out there, like how do you even find everything that you want to do? And I have all these podcasts I want to listen to and things I want to read, and it, it gets to be too much. Mostly my advice is to start with what you know and what you like. Where do you like to get your information? What do you like to do? Um, and, and really trying to kind of organize your thoughts. And that's a lot of what we'll be talking about in um, my, pre- my presentation is how do you put some organization to all these amazing ideas that you have and figure out how to work through them? Um, because it it it's different depending on what is your target, who are you trying to impress, what are you doing? Like, do you have production? Do you have other things that you can be focusing on? Like, it's so much, and that's that's part of why I think that this this is such a timely topic too, because you have so many ideas, but how the heck do you organize them? Oh yeah, for sure. And I think it's a good point you
0: brought up earlier, just that people should focus on what they already know and and like, because if you are, you know, just going on TikTok because you think you have to be on TikTok, but you hate
1: it, it you know what I mean? Like it's not going to be successful as soon as you don't seem authentic anymore, your audience knows. And it it should be fun. Like you shouldn't be doing it, you know, because you have to, you should, there's, there's different ways that we can kind of get the excitement in it. Um, for sure. And I think that one of the things I see the most is people feeling like they have to do everything all the time. And there's no reason for you to have to overcommit to posting every day. And then you get overwhelmed and then you don't want to do it anymore. Right. Right. So, well, sort of like I would say with like
0: exercise, you know, like mm-hmm. you might have a goal of what you want to do, um, but of course, life is going to happen. You might skip a day, eh? but that doesn't mean right. you give it up. You can just pick it back up the next day. Um, so I think content creation would be the same the same kind of thing. But I mean, content creation just in general is is very daunting for a lot of people because, you know, I'm a writer, so it's. I wouldn't even say it's second nature to me because it still can be daunting to me, like, you know, (laughs) as any writer's block or just like, oh my God, I'm such a fraud.
1: How many ideas can you come up with? And then you're like staring at a blank page, which is always a little.
0: (laughs) Um, A a lot of people are not, are not writers, are not content creators, um, or don't think of themselves that way. So Mm -hmm. how do you get in that right mindset to, to create, even if it's not something that comes natural to you?
1: Well, one of the first things that I try to remind anybody that I talk to is, your own story is very interesting and the things that you know other people don't i am a huge sufferer of imposter syndrome where i'm always thinking you know i have a master's degree in marketing strategy everyone knows what i know but that's actually not true um and so i think that's something that everyone has to remember i've talked to people who are like embroidery specialists and i'm trying to say You know your people haven't seen how an embroidery machine works that's really cool that's something you can talk about so so kind of going into that like what do you know what is your team know what are you already an expert in and starting there and i do find that a lot of people are really scared of writing and that's okay you don't have to write if you don't want to um but one thing that i find is very helpful is when i'm writing i try to get someone to collaborate with me Um, I know uh, Josh Story, I work with him at Zoom Catalog, and he and I have a lot of fun writing together where we'll be in the same Google Doc and typing with each other. Or sometimes I'll say, hey, I just need to talk this out and I'll record myself talking. And he doesn't really have to to do anything. He just has to sit there and listen. Um, And there's different kinds of software you can use that'll actually use a dictation. And sometimes that's easier to do. Um, But the biggest thing is like we said earlier, like, don't try to do everything, just try to do stuff that you're already an expert with and start there. And then and then see how it goes. Um, I'm also anytime you're writing, this is just, uh, at least it works for me. I never try to start with the introduction, mm. I will just start in the middle and then come back and do the introduction. Because when you're staring at that blank screen, and you need to just start, it can be really hard.
0: You know, and that's funny because I almost can never start unless I do some kind of intro until I get my lead or know that angle that I'm taking. I can't really do anything. So I'm like,
1: I'm the opposite. Um, Well, and some people work off outlines and bullet points. And if that's your style, that's that's totally cool, because I know sometimes when we're working with people who have an about us and we're trying to explain it, like if you're short and to the point don't try to get like really flourishy. That's not who you are. So right, it's, right. embrace your style, whatever your style exactly. is. And that goes, all goes
0: back to that authenticity you're talking about. Um, Absolutely. So uh, another big thing I think with, with content creation and digital marketing is just kind of that balance between planning and spontaneity. Um, because obviously you want to have enough in, in, in the uh, chamber so that you're posting things regularly, but Like, how do you, how do you leave room to be reactive to situations? Like where, how do you kind of like walk that line and balance between the two?
1: It can be really hard because if if you get too scheduled, then it it kind of loses some of its edge. But if you're too in the moment, you might get busy. Like I I know my own Instagram has been very lacking lately because I've been very busy. Um, So it it is kind of a balance. Um, I like to say that, at least to start, try to have about 80% of your content scheduled and ready to go. And this can be calendar based posts, it can be things that are talking about your, your company culture, anything that you can have, like meet the team, things that you can kind of have on deck ready to go. Um, and then that leaves that 20%. I know it's like classic business term, we're doing 80-20 again, but 20% can be that in the moment, like you're having lunch with a client, and you take a quick selfie, or you're wearing a, a polo that you love, and you want to talk about it, you know, any of those kind of spontaneous things. Um, but it, you do have to have kind of a balance of both. And then if, if you're feeling like you don't have the time to really commit using scheduling software is a great way to like schedule out a couple hours of your day, one time a month, and then you schedule out as much as you can, then it's not as overwhelming. Right. Um, I'm a big fan of, of scheduling and there's some people that work better in the moment. So maybe you schedule 15 minutes of your day to make sure you're posting something. The part that you really don't want to lose is commenting on other people's mm. stuff, and liking other people's others. stuff, right? Yeah. I it's it's a telephone, not a TV. Like it's not post and pray time. It's you have those actions because that's that's part of the point. People aren't going to be interacting on your stuff if you're not doing the same for them. Um, and you never know where you might find inspiration, or you might find some article that's really interesting, and then you can share that. So. I like to schedule, my thing is on Fridays, usually I'll sit for an extra 30 minutes with my coffee in the morning and just go through and make sure that I'm catching up on what's going on, even if I've had a really busy week, because that always seems to be the time that I like to, to jump in. And I feel like I'm commenting on things. Right, right. Um, and I, I mean, I think another thing to consider
0: when it comes to um planning, uh, you know, and and schedule things is just to kind of keep an eye on on the news because sometimes you might have something scheduled oh, that all absolutely. of a sudden like rings very false or is just like not the right tone to take if some kind of big tragedy happens or you know what I mean like something like, so you can't just like kind of set it and forget it you have to you have to keep an eye on what you have planned.
1: Absolutely, I know we had a a for through promo kitchen we had a promo chat scheduled when the attacks were happening on the um the the White House. And we pulled everything and it's like, all right, this is not the time for us to be talking about what we're talking about. We're, re, we're, we're moving. And hopefully that kind of thing doesn't happen that often. But you, you do have to remember what it is you have. Make sure links aren't broken. I've seen that before, too, where you have something scheduled out so much in advance and then it's not actually live when it goes live. So right. yeah. it's still a good idea to go in and check and see what you have scheduled.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so can you share any examples of some great content that brands might be able to emulate?
1: So I have a couple of people that I'm really excited about right now so I'm forgive me if I'm looking up I've got all my notes up so I don't forget anything um but I love the things that SS Activewear is doing right now um, I love the flat lays the different social media mm-hmm. things that they have it's very consistent but they're also branching out into more like the different podcasts and articles that aren't direct related to what they're doing which I think is a great move for them um, and I've definitely borrowed some of their art when I made social media posts. Um, and then I was trying to think of uh, distributors. And one of my favorite distributors um, is the Dunstan group who are doing that. Um, they have their own podcast and it is so authentic. It is so on brand. And I think I just love the direction that they've taken this. And and when you also see their graphic images, everything connected. Everything feels on brand for them. Um, and I've just, I've been really impressed with that. Um, Another one is uh, Logo Jojo the coffee. Now I I was at least fantastic and I love their (laughs) coffee. Um, But the pothead campaign that they did with Brando was it was brilliant. I loved it. I definitely jumped right on board with that. Um, And and seeing them be able to kind of evolve as a brand has been so much fun to watch. Um, So I was trying to think of people that you might not have thought of. Right, Um, They're
0: all very very different too, right? Like all the things you mentioned are not, it's, they're not all doing the same thing. They all have a different angle, a different, you know, authenticity that they're kind of bringing. Absolutely.
1: And it's all, it's all unique to them. So, and that's one of the things that's so important is like, your story is your story, whatever it is. And that's different than anybody else's. So it's, you know, we're a huge industry with lots of, competition, but it's really not because you're all doing something different and you have a different reason behind it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure like you
0: have different and, um, you know, than the guy over here. So yeah, everything is going to look a little, even, if, even if you're taking, um, kind of inspiration from, mm-hmm. from the competitors, it doesn't mean you're going to be doing exactly the same thing. It's just like, oh, they're doing that. I can do my version of it.
1: Right. Absolutely. So
0: how as far as like things that you post yourself, what has been like the most effective or most fun or just you know most noteworthy kind of content that you have um
1: posted? Well, I would say the most fun was actually the um sleeping for good campaign that promo cares did. That was I I am not a TikToker, but Meg Herber just rocks the TikTok. Um and every time I do it, I feel like really awkward. So she had this idea that, that we were all gonna do this catwalk, and I'm and I you know. I, was exhausted. I just moved into a new house. I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna walk down my stairs in my pajamas. Like this is ridiculous. (laughs) But it was so much fun and to see all the different other people's interpretations of it and we're all commenting on each other's and it and it did really well. Like it really boosted what they were trying to do. Um because it was such a blend of between us, we were all having fun. We were all being authentic. There was a purpose behind it, a cause behind it. Um, so, you know, that you were helping in, in general and to be able to be a part of that campaign was was amazing. And I, I can't wait to see what they do next, because it's such a promo cares is such an important organization anyway. And they have all these brilliant minds working in there. And I think it was Megan Mandy who uh, Mandy Red who managed that and they did such a such an amazing job. And yes, I did catwalk and a TikTok, which was very fancy for me. <laughs> and I think we we'll
0: probably have to link that into the uh, story when I write it. <laughs> for sure. Um,
1: and, you know, I tend to be very academic when I'm writing. I, you know, I, I taught digital marketing on the college level. You know, I I can't change my voice. So when I get to step out of my comfort zone and do something that's a little funky like that, it's it's really refreshing when it pulls off. Um, I'm, I'm not jumping on the, the TikTok bandwagon anytime soon, but I don't mind being in, in other people's um, but actually the most effective one, I was trying to look through my, my own posts to see a good example. And it's so funny. It's, I actually posted after being, um, in a board meeting for the digital marketing board, university about how excited I was for the program because they're making these changes. There was no graphic. There was no link. I just tagged the people I knew at the university and the post got, I think 9,000 views. Oh, wow. This and was on so Dead. many this was on linkedin and it had so many interactions and i i did not expect that to happen um and it's funny because i think so many times when people are posting they're like oh i have to have a graphic and i have to have a link and i have to have this and I have to that it literally was just a, about a pair not even a paragraph of me saying i was excited about the program um and being able to see that gain so much traction especially you know when it is a great program and digital yeah. marketing should work for them um but it was i think it's a good example too of where sometimes you just you just go with it and you just never know what's gonna go really well for you um where i have other posts where i'm like wait how did i only get like 200 views come on guys let's get let's get going um i do think after you've had a couple of those successful ones your bar does get a little high and you get kind of annoyed when things don't take off quite the same Right. Um, but yeah, it, and I think a lot of that comes because it is such a, an interactive thing. And because people saw that they were tagged, they came in and commented, and then it started a conversation and and got some more exposure for the university, which was ultimately my goal.
0: Right, right. So, I mean, th- and that's the thing you kind of like, you can follow all of the the playbook that people tell you. But like you said, it could just be something as simple as, you know, thanking people or saying you're excited and, and that can gain traction. But I guess... Um, you know it's about like that consistency of you know if you hadn't if you weren't kind of in that habit of already you know posting and and being on social you might have missed that that opportunity that you didn't even realize was there just because you right. weren't active absolutely so i think that's all the things that i had wanted to, to chat with you about is there anything else that you want to add about um you know content marketing digital marketing that, that we haven't really covered
1: um I'm real, again, like I said, I'm really excited for this presentation. We're going to be talking a lot about not only how to schedule, plan, how to, how to execute your content, um, but also how to kind of s- separate it. Like you were saying, there's so many different avenues that we can go into, but how do you showcase your culture in your company? How do you ha- use the calendar without being too much? you know, it is kind of a balance. So um, I'm really hoping that it's going to be very interactive as well so that people can be kind of working along with Mm -hmm. um, and figuring out what works the best for them. Cause I can give them the best tips, tips and tricks, but they still might randomly post one thing and it goes viral. You never know. (laughs) Right. Of course. Okay. Well, I think it sounds like it's going to be a really, really good talk. And,
0: um, we're so happy to, to have you at the ASI shows in 2022. So I hope everybody can come out and, and see Jessica. And thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, once again, this is Promo Insiders. I'm Teresa Hegel uh, with ASI Media.